In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 60th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. Well, today is the big day, the day you all been waiting for since the Philadelphia Eagles debacle, the day that Steve Sarkeesian will come before us to explain what happened to the offense last season. We will get an update on the Steve Sarkeesian plan as he's set to enter his second year as the team's offensive coordinator. The offense never really clicked last season, just kind of lurched along. Uh, the, the numbers were okay. Uh, certainly, uh, Devontae Freeman having two concussions didn't help. All the drop passes didn't help either. Uh, but Taylor Gabriel paid the price. He was not retained. They drafted his replacement in Calvin Ridley. He's got to give us some answers for how things are going to be smoother today when he meets with the media for the first time. He's got the weapons uh, back in place, although Julio's not here uh, at the OTAs this offseason, but everybody else is. He's got a new right guard and Brandon Fusco who'll take uh, over for Wes Weitzer. Uh, Andy Levitre is coming around and returning to good health. Although Ben Garland's over there at that spot for now. Uh, so what's the plan moving forward? What are the new wrinkles? What are the new tweaks that the Falcons have to make sure that the offense uh, returns to the upper echelon of the league this season? That's the biggest offseason question. What's the plan for the offense? What happened last year? How are they going to fix it? We've been hearing for Dan Quinn, a defensive guy, about it all uh, the offseason. Now it's time for Steve Sarkeesian to come before the public and let us know the plans for the offense here today. We'll hear from him today right around 12 o'clock. For uh, the Falcon fans, we'll be posting um, – A story and an update on that. We'll look at that in depth. We'll let that marinate. Hear what he has to say. I want to hear something about the power offense. I don't want to see any more jet sweeps on third and fourth and one. Uh, They threw the ball twice on third and fourth and uh, short against the Bills and lost. And I think they are tired of doing that. You know, and this goes back to the Super Bowl when they did not run the ball on third and one. There are three fullbacks in camp. None of them look like Obi Mahaley to me, but uh, there has to be some kind of way to get the ball moving, to push people off the line of scrimmage when it's time to do so. So, big day today for the fans, and we'll get that to you. We may put the video up before we uh, write the story because we want to, you know, see what he says to us, you know, if it really jives with uh, things that. Uh, would make the offense better as they do move forward. Certainly, uh, you know, we hope we haven't been too harsh on Steve Sarkeesian. I don't think so because, um, you know, my expectations weren't that great because he hadn't been in the league since 05. But after a year under his belt, the addition of Greg Knapp 
and uh, more senior coaches uh, and Bernie Parmalee on the on the running back side. They should be able to come together uh, as a group of men with uh, open minds and come up with good NFL to great NFL game plans. So I know you all will be looking forward to that. I know I am. And uh, we'll be uh, posting on my AJC and AJC.com about the highlights and look for an in-depth story on Sunday as we talk to several players about the offense and their plans for moving forward and uh, rebounding in 2018. So today, after that big um, Steve Sarkeesian plan opening, we're going to move on to Justin Bethel, Grady Jarrett. We're going to talk a little bit about the anthem and then uh, uh, talk a little bit about Julio Jones. But I have Justin Bethel here, uh, the fine cornerback from Presbyterian College who signed with the Falcons from Arizona during free agency. What's the uh, OTAs been like uh, compared to, you know, you don't have to compare us, yeah, yeah. just what it was been like for you here, uh, being close to home and, and so forth. Um, it's nice. Uh, I think the really exciting part is, when, especially uh, when we get to training camp, you know, my family's close, so they can come actually, you know, watch training camp and watch me. Um, but the OTAs have been really cool. Um, it's, a, it's a really nice vibe. Uh, you know, we got music playing, everybody's trying to stay loose, you know, to make sure everybody's taken care of, making sure guys get enough rest. And uh, I, I really enjoy it. Did they tell you, hey, we, we need to improve on special teams? Or they, you know, that was a given that uh, special teams was uh, some area of, uh, you know, needed improvement for Yeah, that was, uh, you know, when I came in and talking to Keith and Mayor, they, uh, they, you know, they kind of told me, like, you know, we're bringing in here. We want you to kind of be take that, you know, leadership role from what you've done and go out there and show guys how to do uh, what you've been doing, uh, you know, over the years. And, you know, um, and I plan on doing that. You know, I, I, plan, I plan on being able to come in and do how I have been, uh, you know, being able to make key and major plays on special teams and changing the outcome of the game. Any thoughts on the new kickoff rules? Have you all been able to start trying to work with that? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you know, I think it's an interesting rule. Um, after, I think, you know, they're trying to stop concussion and all that stuff. So uh, I think the league and, and the NFLPA, they all did what they needed to do to, you know, get the rules across. Um, you know, we've been practicing under the new guidelines, and um, we're going to do the best we can with it. All right, Justin, thank you very much. Oh, thank you. There he is, Justin Betho from Presbyterian College, the Falcon special teams maven. He has 88 special teams tackles, uh, has been to the Pro Bowl three times, uh, made the second team all-time special teams unit that was compiled this offseason by the great Rich Goslin. So, uh, Justin, let's move on to Grady Jarrett. Grady is uh, going into his fourth year. We discussed uh, off-camera about his contract situation. Uh, he does have an anti-bullying fundraiser at Top Golf in Midtown today. Uh, 92.9 Games is sponsoring that. Uh, you know, so if you're a Grady Jarrett guy or fan and uh, want to support anti-bullying for the kids, then uh, head on over to, to uh, Top Golf. Uh, I know the guys on the radio will be talking about it all throughout the day. Uh, certainly, my guys, Mike Bell. And put him up. See, Carl Dukes. Let's listen to Grady here. Hey, um, how's your offseason uh, been for you thus far? Offseason been good. Been real productive. Happy to be back with the guys. Uh, you know, just trying to find a way I can improve my game in every aspect. So, uh, hoping for a big year. So, just been grinding really hard. 
I was talking to Coach Young last week. He said, you know, Gray, you played with a chip on his shoulder. Uh, has that benefited you, and uh, you still have that chip, and how do you plan to proceed uh, playing that style of football? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, since I've been playing, I feel like I always had a chip on my shoulder. Uh, you know, it never changed, no matter the circumstance. So, I mean, without a doubt, just always trying to go out there day in and day out and do my best and uh, let the rest take care of itself. He, uh, he noted also that you gotten better every year. What do you uh, hope to continue to get better at uh, coming into this season? Um, usually, you know, I'm usually told it's a generic answer, but mm-hmm. it's with everything. Like my run game, pass game uh, has improved every year since I've been in the league. So mm-hmm. just trying to continue to make that climb day in and day out and uh, see how far I can take it. In your uh, uh, golf outing tomorrow, what's that for? Who y'all trying to raise uh, money for? Yeah, so, you know, been doing for the golf outing tomorrow. Raising money for funds as far as for anti-bullying, um, youth empowerment, just kind of programs and stuff like that, and just have, just bringing more awareness to the situation. And uh, you know we'll have a good time, but it's for a good cause. And uh, partnered up with some great people, V103929, and um, so I mean we're excited about it. Grady Jarrett of the Atlanta Falcons got a big program today. He's also discussing how to get ready for the season here. I uh, wrote a story about him online, a little bit more in depth on how he's uh, uh, trying to help out the rookie, Deidre and Sinat, and how he believes Terrell McClain's going to help them out at the defensive tackle uh, position. Now, the anthem. Uh, We've found out here this week that's not going to go away. The Falcons haven't addressed it. You know, they've doing their uh, social action thing. And, uh, you know, they're going to catch some flack, too. I started to catch a little bit today from a uh, gentleman named Clifton Crawley posted on Facebook that the Falcons don't do anything in the African-American community. And I know that for a fact that they get out and do a great deal of community service. They're one of the top teams in the league. So maybe they're not going to his uh, community programs. But, you know, we'll look at it. We'll see. They've got a march, um, I think, uh, at Mosley Park on Sunday to support the athletes who are uh, continuing to kneel. Now, the the one thing, I, you know, the, the NFL is going to get it from both sides on this because uh, the folks feel the league passing the policy is a uh, uh, trampling over the players' freedom of speech. The Falcons didn't kneel to protest in social and racial injustice. They were kneeling in response to President Trump calling them out of their names. And uh, that was just Grady Jarrett and Don Terry Poe. The team has stood in the past. I expect them to stand again. But, you know, you should have the right to express your First Amendment rights. And let's just be clear, nobody's protesting the anthem. They are protesting social and racial injustices during the anthem. Now, Nancy Armour, a longtime writer out of Chicago, made that point very clear. Uh, I retweeted it and uh, said, read slowly. People want to say that players are protesting the anthem. They're not protesting the anthem. They are protesting racial and social injustices and police brutality during the anthem. Now... Be accurate as you move forward here. That's our anthem tutorial for this week. Let's move on to fifth. Julio Jones showed up at Cam Newton's kickball tournament last weekend, and uh, Cecil was there. Bishop Cecil Newton was there, and uh, 
our friend Joe Person from the Charlotte Observer uh, talked briefly to Julio and they had him on camera and so forth, but he wasn't ready to discuss anything. He just said he was there uh, to support Cam Newton. So it's going to be interesting next week. Uh, Julio earlier told Coach Quinn that he'd be at the mandatory minicamp uh, today. Coach Quinn, uh, you know, hadn't had, a, didn't have an update on on uh, Julio, a meaningful update. We did ask him about it, so you know, it'll be interesting to see if Julio comes. He's not on the schedule to speak on any of the the media advisory that is out, so we don't know if he's going to come and try to not speak. But we hope that he comes and uh, does speak. He hasn't had a problem with uh, meeting his media obligations in the past, so. Uh, hopefully we'll hear from Julio for the first time this off season, and uh, maybe he can explain some of the um, you know the decisions to stay away. The Hollywood TMZ report, the uh, going to the kickball tournament, hanging out with Terrell Owens, and you know how did that happen? Uh, uh, how those guys hook up, and uh, you know some some of the things that just the fans want to talk about. I think you know Julio will be just fine. Uh, they'll get the offense timed up, but. Uh, this has been a different off season, and you know the fans want some answers. So we'll certainly be pursuing that. We've been pursuing it for the last couple of weeks, uh, trying to go over to Alabama or you know catch him up at Johns Creek High with Terrell uh, and so forth. So uh, uh, we hope next week Julio is uh, make some time for the fans to uh, you know tell us what's been going on. This might be some life changes, the social scrub, everybody's got their theories and so forth, but hopefully moving forward, we'll get those addressed. That's it for this week, the 60th edition of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. We certainly thank you for subscribing. Thank you for downloading the Bowtie Chronicles podcast and, you know, reviews are helpful. We, uh, we appreciate them and uh, you know, we can, uh, you know, move forward accordingly. This is the 60th. It feels like a milestone that we just started at uh, the beginning of the year and uh, have had great success. The numbers have been good, and we really appreciate you stopping by. Today, Steve Sarkeesian, the Sarkeesian plan. We'll hear from him later today. Justin Bethel, the fine special teams player. Talk to Grady Jarrett. Discuss the anthem. And Julio Jones, we're looking forward to talking to him next week, hopefully, on his return to the team at the mandatory minicamp. Take care and have a great day. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song. The celebration. The Atlanta Journal Constitution presents. Hip hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip hop.